0: Hello and welcome to the AQ Campus Ministry podcast. Uh, this is number two of our series where we're talking with our full time staff. Uh, last week we talked with our director, Robert Gilmore, and you can find that by listening to this uh, podcast wherever you find your podcasts Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. I'm Matthew Hanley, and today we're talking with the uh, Director of Liturgy and the Assistant Director of Campus Ministry, Terry Marshall. Terry, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing cold here in Grand Rapids, but it's sunny. I'll take it.
0: Good. <laughs> and you know you like to garden. Your gardening's going well, right?
1: My gardening is ahead of schedule. Most of that, though, is really cleaning out and preparing. I had a lot of cleaning out to do this time around. And it's important work for a garden, because I want to plant more vegetables, and all my perennials kind of creep and over, overgrow into the vegetable portion.
0: And of course, I think we all have more time now to do that sort of thing, even... Uh, uh, even myself doing stuff here that I didn't wouldn't normally do, <laughs> without yeah. having the time to do it.
1: Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, I'm also i Dennis and I have taken a walk every day since shelter in place, which is uh, an incredible accomplish, accomplishment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's
1: just it's wonderful. Good. It helps a lot.
0: Well, I guess I want to start off with one of the big things that was being planned for the semester that has been postponed with no particular uh, date put in place yet to do it again. And that's baccalaureate. Can you give us any update at all about baccalaureate?
1: Well, first of all, I want to just let uh, our seniors, I want to give a shout out to seniors. Um, We're so happy for you. Uh, We're here to encourage you to finish what you started, even if this is really not how you envisioned that it was going to come to a conclusion. Um, I just want to reassure seniors that there is a commencement committee continuing to prepare for a postponed date the date has not settled yet there are many people in the conversation but it's going to happen and so we can it's something we can all look forward to to celebrate god's good work among us
0: so there will be a commencement and there will be a baccalaureate mass that's yes yes okay but in the future it's in the works <laughs> good that's good to hear You mentioned to me in an email a lot of different themes from the baccalaureate mass that you wanted to talk about now, and I guess the the big one that stands out to me is the main theme, and that is kindle us a fire. Um, How does that relate to what we're doing right now when we're not on campus, uh, when we're on our homes, um, having to do classes online? How can we kindle in ourselves a fire? How can we ask God to kindle in ourselves a fire?
1: Well, I think... I think what we're seeing in so many podcasts and even um, our correspondence with our, other people, our conversations, the kindling of the fire is very much, I think, the prayer that's happening uh, during this shelter in place. We've, we've got uh, a good deal of time that we wouldn't have otherwise. We're using it to, I think, change gears and figure out a structure for our life. But I think it has become a very reflective time, a reflective season. Uh, much longer than what we would have anticipated. And so that kindling in us in a fire, the, the fire, of course, is is a common image in the biblical tradition and, and certainly in the Dominican tradition as as well. And I have some references from the New Testament. You know, in Luke, you know, Jesus tells us, I have come to cast a fire, and I you know I can't wait until I have that opportunity to do that. You know, in John uh three sixteen We are told to wait for the baptism with Holy Spirit and the fire. In 1 Corinthians, we're told that our God is a consuming fire. In Revelation um, 1.14, it it talks about the uh, Messiah coming with eyes like a blaze of fire. So fire is, God is the fire that we're, I think, we're just taking a little more time to pay attention to that God is alive in our life.
0: I think I think you're absolutely right, and we've been showcasing a lot of that on our YouTube channel, and yeah, I would encourage you to go check that out by going to YouTube.com and just searching for AQ Campus Ministry. We've been showcasing a lot of students at Aquinas, sharing what they're doing in their prayer life right now as they're at home during this uh, difficult time. Talk to me a little bit about how you got involved in being a liturgist and a campus minister um Maybe not at Aquinas College, but going back before that, what was your how, what was your journey like to to discern your calling as to what you're doing today?
1: Sure, um, I, you know it's a it's a wonderful story. Uh, it's a wonderful story of how God continually invites us into um, divine communion. As a child, I was involved in a children's choir through most of my grade school years and into my uh, high school years. As a young adult, I became a a reader at my parish as well as a catechist. And uh, then in my young adult years in West Virginia, I I worked very much with liturgy planning groups and I also did a lot of liturgical art and environment, which was just a a wonderful way to live my faith. And then somewhere along the line i was i was invited by my spiritual director to uh, apply to be a director of religious education in a parish in the eastern panhandle of west virginia where i was responsible for forming catechists uh who um were catechists for children from you know preschool through high school and i oversaw a lot of the sacramental formation and the celebration of First Communion and Confirmation. I didn't do baptism or marriage preparation. but And then I all, all oversaw those catechists who helped prepare those young people for uh, celebrating the sacraments. And it was a joy. And from there, I was invited to um, consider taking a position in campus ministry at uh, Wheeling Jesuit University by a young woman that I had recruited. She was a musician, and uh, she was working on her theology degree at Wheeling Jesuit. And she was um, she had five choirs there. I had recruited her to help me do catechesis for a group of middle school children who either they had special needs or they just they didn't fit. You know they you know, they were third to fifth grade. They hadn't received their first communion. They hadn't been prepared for reconciliation. And I wanted I wanted music to be a part of that, especially because of maybe the special needs and um, maybe because of some of the students in there who just, they'd been displaced a number of times. I just find music to be very healing and to evangelize in a way that maybe um, didactic words don't quite have that power. I don't know. I just, so I um I invited this musician uh, to help me catechize these young people, and then she invited me to consider um, applying for a position in campus ministry. That was an interim position when my husband was finishing up his doctoral degree. Actually, he was, he'd finished his doctoral degree, and he was working as an adjunct professor, but we knew we'd have to move on because there were no positions open there. And um, so that interim year, I, I worked as a campus minister, and I loved it. I loved it, and I was affirmed by it. So when I came to Aquinas, it just happened that um, Sister Catherine was moving out of part-time with campus ministry into full-time in the music ministry, and I'm a, you know, I am I am a musician, but I'm not a pastoral musician, and so I ended up getting hired with uh, uh, Dennis Rabicki, who's now Deacon Dennis Rabicki, and we shared the position. It was... Uh, It was just wonderful. And so that's kind of how I came to Aquinas College. Just so many ways along the way, so many invitations. And I think that's what I appreciate most about uh, my life as a lay ecclesial minister in the church. There have been invitations all along the way.
0: So what was it like to listen and to hear that calling, to know that that's where you were going to go?
1: Oh, because it, it... it it connected with a desire to serve God and in a desire to serve God in ways that my gifts fit. So certainly my love for liturgy, I oftentimes, and then even when I was able to study in graduate studies, well, of course I would study liturgy. We were only two hours away from Notre Dame. Why? Of course I would study liturgy at at Notre Dame. I had to wait a long time before I could do that after we moved here, because of family responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And, um, so your question was, how did I discern? Discernment comes out of a regular prayer life. Uh, discernment comes out of um, knowing what makes, you, uh, makes your heart quicken. Uh, it comes out of a sense of bringing your own gifts to a situation that they can be utilized well. You know, so where, what are your gifts? What are the needs of the world? Um, what, can you, what can you give your life to every day? So that's kind of how my discernment goes.
0: Let well, that me. That's a. That's good to hear. And I mean, it, it's offer. It's a comforting word of advice. You know, to hear that it just means being open, being open to, as I think Robert put it, the the whims of wherever the Holy Spirit's going to push you.
1: Well, yeah. Well, so, some days, you know, there were days I was saying, God, what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I knew something was up, and I, I wasn't. I, you know. there The the beautiful thing about God is that God does not coerce. Um, It is always an invitation. And it's, um, it's, (laughs) I don't know how to say it. It's it's a joy. It's
0: a joy. Well, we're going to switch gears, I guess, a little bit now. We're going to turn to a voice message that we received from Svetlana. And she asked this. Take a listen. Hi, Terry. This is Svetlana. Um... I have a question for you. So what do you like most about ministering at Aquinas? So what do you think about what's um, oh, well, I asked? What's your favorite part about ministering at Aquinas?
1: Well, my favorite part of ministering to Aquinas, I would think, I would say is working with students. There is so much promise in um, students at this time of their life. And I think it, it certainly helps me tie into that in my life as a young adult when I had so many folks who were really there for me and I knew they were there for me. Um, The the friendship, the encouragement, uh, the, the hope, a future filled with hope, affirmation. So I guess part of it is just paying it forward and really enjoying working with this population. Certainly I love the life of study. I love the life of prayer. And I think in that, you know, stepping into that life of prayer and study always leads to action and service and building up the community. Um, I find young adults to be full of promise. And I love that period of time where there's an incredible amount of learning and discernment going on. And it's a liminal period, especially for folks who really are able to take the opportunity to study. Because our society, to a certain degree, it's, it, I think there are some challenges to this. To a certain degree, our society allows that four years as a liminal period of really um, to become in, in a new way, You know, not, not bound by family responsibilities or work or career, even though there are some who are undergraduates in that position, but it is a time set apart uh, for a very focused period of study and discernment.
0: Thanks, thanks for submitting that question, Svetlana. If you'd like to submit a question for uh, any of our full-time staff, you can always send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash ministry, anchor.fm slash ministry, and you may just hear your own voice here on the AQ Campus Ministry podcast. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to part upon uh, students, especially right now as they, they may be struggling, we're, and we're nearing the end of the semester, uh, We some people still have exams, some people don't, what, what are your final thoughts for right now?
1: Well, uh, one of the final thoughts just comes back to me as I was reviewing some of the preparation that I was doing with graduating seniors to prepare for the baccalaureate Mass. And one of the students who, um, the graduating students, who um, was participating in the meditation on scripture, she had this to say, I can deal with uncertainty because God is alive. And I think that's a very important message for us right now. We. This, this is incredible uncertainty for our students, for our faculty, our staff, for our families. And um, God, Jesus Christ is Lord of history. And it's a good time to remember that and to step out in faith. Well,
0: that's a, that's a good spot to end, and that's good advice. Thank you very much, Terry, for coming on. Uh, we, you can catch the readings and a sermon from Father Stan every Sunday uh, especially through the end of the school year. You can find that here in the AQ Campus Ministry Podcast. Be sure to also check out our YouTube channel and learn about some of the ways that your student peers are praying during this difficult time. And of course, next week, we'll have another uh, interview with one of our full-time staff. So thank you, Terry, again for, for coming on today.
1: Thank you, Matthew. It was a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to this AQ Campus Ministry Podcast, the production of Aquinas College Grand Rapids, Department of Campus Ministry and Service Learning. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on, be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us. Leave us a good review and leave us five stars because that way more people can find this podcast and we can help grow this virtual ministry. Thanks so much for listening. Keep us in your prayers and be assured that you are in ours. For more from Aquinas College Campus Ministry, go to Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, and just search AQ Campus Ministry.